Welcome to the Cajon Valley Podcast. Today on the show, we have Dr. David Miyashiro, the superintendent for the Cajon Valley Union School District. This is an opportunity for you to hear about his recent trips to Washington, D.C. for the Coalition for Career Development Conference. During our time together, you'll hear a little bit about his experiences there, who he met with, and the impact on our very own Cajon Valley District. Look forward to having you join us. All right, this is Ed Hidalgo. I'm the Chief Innovation and Engagement Officer for the Cajon Valley Union School District, and welcome to the podcast. We are here in Cajon Valley, and I have the opportunity today to have Dr. David Miyashiro, our superintendent here in the World of Work Lab. And how are you, David? I'm excited to be part of the first official podcast. Thank you for having me, Ed. It's my pleasure. It's uh, it's an honor to be here with you, and super excited because um, just last week, um, you had the opportunity to head off on a very special uh, trip to Washington, D.C. And um, I think it's one of those things where uh, our employees and our staff would love to know what happens when you travel. What is um, What are the things that you're traveling for? Who are you meeting with? What's the purpose of getting out of Cajon Valley and going to other places? So, with that, tell us a little bit about the Coalition for a Career Development Summit that you just attended back in D.C. Well, the last couple of times we've been in Washington, D.C. to meet with the U.S. Department of Education, we've built relationships with folks in the Office of Federal Student Aid and also in the Department of Innovation. And even back uh, in the Obama administration, we met with uh, former Secretary John King and really got to know the ins and outs of the administration, staff that turns over with a new president, and staff that are career staff with the department, and the important work they're doing for all of us. Yeah, it's an important thing for staff to realize that as um, administrations change um, and staff changes, that that's, that's a heavy lift for the people in D.C. and to continue the programs and to help fund programs that are meaningful and relevant um, to, to the work that we do. Yeah, so we hear both locally and nationally uh, the concern about the $1.6 trillion student loan tab that needs to be paid off, but also didn't deliver on the promise of of college and career advancement for the people who took out the student aid in the first place. And our last trip there got the attention of the Office of Student Aid, and we then were visited by Jeb Bush and the Excel and Ed group who toured Cajon Valley Middle School and Fuerte, And boy, did the staff and students at those two schools blow away national leaders and elected officials from across the country, which then led to us being invited back to speak at the Coalition of Career Development, whose national priority is to make career development the first priority of American public education. And how does that, I mean, as an educator, um, decades um, in leadership, in schools, and all of a sudden this, um, this agenda around career development... Um, comes to the forefront. Why career development? Um, why now? What, what has changed? Yeah, so the panel that I was asked to speak on with Mark Schultz, Acting Assistant Secretary to the Office of Special Education, Larry Irvin, founder of Brothers Empowered to Teach, and Tracy Scott from the Workforce National Urban League, was titled Promoting Equity and Serving Today's Students. And they asked us each to define equity. And what I shared was In most of my career, equity has been referred to as the achievement gap. How do we close the achievement gap 
between our underserved population and our high achieving population. And we equate that to test scores. So as a former principal, I was the Bill Belichick of standardized testing and was able to win the testing game and get schools out of program improvement into you know Title I achieving school status. And at the end of the day, the teachers of those students and the community that I served said that we didn't do a darn thing for those kids. Even though they're testing proficient or advanced, they're still going into generational gangs, they're still getting pregnant, dropping out of high school, and certainly not following a path to gainful employment. And that really caused us to think differently about equity, at least myself. And then coming here to El Cajon and talking with our business developers, the admirals from our Navy and Marines, our police chief, our fire chief, our local real estate and commercial developers, they all said the same thing, that the K-12 system has stigmatized labor, has stigmatized some of the important work in our country, has created a college for all mentality, which leads a lot of kids astray on a path to get into $1.6 trillion in student loan debt. The system itself built around equity and access is not closing the opportunity gap. And that's what we need to focus on. And equity is the opportunity gap to where every person that comes into our school system, not only do we want them to be happy and engage in healthy relationships, we want them to achieve financial freedom, the American dream, and that means gainful employment. And that's why we put that in our vision statement. It's an amazing testimony um, that you share, certainly having led schools that were at the bottom, raising them to the top, and seeing that through the testing process, it didn't change kids' lives. It didn't make an impact. Yep. And um, so here you are um, in Cajon Valley with um, how many years now have you been in the district? Seven years. Seven years in the district. Congratulations. What's the average tenure for superintendents in public schools? Less than three. Less than three. So um, a testament to your cabinet, to our... Uh, representatives, I think, on both sides, classified and certificated. Really, you've been able to get everyone on the same page to move forward in the in this space, right? This is a new a new era in many ways for what needs to be happening in schools. Well, you've said it too. Coming to us from Qualcomm and private industry, Cajon Valley is a very special place to work. The people that we get to work with every day in the classrooms, supporting our schools and our local elected officials. We're really lucky to be working in a community that really cares about people and sees the future, is not afraid to act on it. I, I couldn't agree more, and I think that Cone Valley is a very special place. I've been honored to be here to represent the school district, to represent you and teachers and all the employees who are doing incredible work here in our district that believe in the vision. Um, but at the end of the day, when you travel back to D.C., you um, can certainly be aligned to the, to the mission of this organization, the National Career Development Summit, the uh, Coalition for Career Development, but you have, to, you have to bring something new. You have to bring a perspective and something fresh to the table. Um, that's why they invited you there. What, what, what was the message you were anticipating to share? What did you share? And then how was it received um, uh, by your colleagues, by your fellow panelists, and by the audience? Yeah, so the white paper, for those listening, we will attach it here, has a really good research framework for why this work is happening in the first place and why these national leaders are saying we need to make career development the first priority of public schools. Um, what I anticipated was that they would see the world of work and presentation literacy, computer science, and the work we put in the center of our modern curriculum and say that's exactly what we should be doing. And that was exactly the response we had. We have now two 
assistant secretary of education from the U.S. Department of Ed interested in coming back into our schools, as well as an ask of the U.S. Office of Federal Student Aid to help them figure out how do we not only stop the bleeding of folks starting college without a rudder, but then also start delivering on the promise of the folks that preceded them uh, on their path to gainful employment. That's a big, pretty big ask, um, but a great privilege to be engaged by the U.S. Department of Ed to help solve this national problem here, from here in Cajon Valley. And what, what is your takeaway for those who maybe, you know, don't have, many of us don't have the opportunity necessarily to interact with those people, undersecretaries um, of, educa- of education, the Department of Education. What are they like? What is your takeaway from your interactions with them? What, what, what is the sense that you have about that staff, that department? I don't think in my career the Department of Education has ever been stronger or been more unified around solving the biggest problems and and tackling the status quo. And I think that's what they like about us. They ask, well, how are you implementing this curriculum? Where did it come from? Well, our governing board invested millions of dollars to the development of it because it doesn't exist anywhere. And they're looking at us like, well, you guys are really challenging the status quo. Uh, We're with like-minded people up there. And I'm really excited about Secretary DeVos and her cabinet and the people that she's put into place to change outcomes for our nation's young people and for the national economy. Yeah. Talk to me about your teachers. And obviously, when you, when you go there and you speak to these leaders, when you're able to be on a panel, uh, the reason that you're able to be on the panels, the reason I'm able to be on the panels is because of the great work that's happening in our district. Uh, tell me what's going through your mind about our teachers when you're sharing the work that's happening in this district. It takes me back to my first year as a kindergarten teacher. That was my first assignment when I was a young professional in, the, in education. And I wanted to come into teaching because I love children. I wanted to help them develop into good humans and happy people and, and find careers that would be equivalent to their version of president of the United States. You know, grow up to be what you want to be. And quickly found out that my job was to prepare kids for standardized tests. And it really made it hard to continue in the profession. And when I look at our teachers and our community who are committed to happy kids and healthy relationships and are really delivering on that promise, they're doing the most incredible work, which is why all these people come to visit us. And I'm so proud of our principals, our teachers, our our classified employees who make it all possible, and especially our board who has a bold vision for disrupting the status quo and, and making things better for our community. It's clear that it's an incredible ecosystem that you've been able to cultivate, David, and um, it's not easy. And certainly for myself, I get to see a side view. You know, I get to get a peek into into the world, and it is very complex. Um, and the work that you're doing is 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 critically important. And these trips back to D.C. and to other places help us to to be able to advocate for the work that's happening in our district. What what are the are the things that you think will come from these meetings? Certainly, uh, I think there were a couple moments on the trip where it was clear that. Um, um, we s- kind of changed the opinion of, of leaders in the room. And um, it, it says a lot for being in the right place at the right time. Um, so what are you excited about as it relates to outcomes from our experience and your experience in particular in D.C. 
Uh, what are you looking forward to as next steps? What can the, our family um, expect to see maybe this spring in terms of visits? Uh, what are you particularly excited about? Well, both with the Office of College and Career Readiness and the Office of Federal Student Aid, their original focus was on high school. And they looked at high school as the place where they need to intervene and to, and to fix things so that kids don't leave without a, a navigation tool or, or sense of who they are, what they want to be. You made some comments that actually had an impact on policy while we were there. Can you share about that? Well, I think um, it was a, an opportunity to share with um, the chief operating officer and federal student aid um, who was, just as you just indicated, um, of the mindset that this work needs to start in ninth and continue through 12th. And I think that, um, as you mentioned, our principals and our leaders in middle school in particular um, know that this work needs to happen much sooner. It really needs to start earlier. And we know that based on um, uh, the impact in ninth grade, dropout rates in ninth grade, and how many students don't continue on. Um, to post-secondary education. So uh, I think we really pushed back a little bit on that comment. Nine through 12th is where this needs to begin. And, and because of that, thanks to our phone call this morning, I think as a follow-up, uh, we now hear that, um, that, this, that we were heard, that that message was heard, and that the advocacy is really going to be uh, for the inclusion of sixth through eighth grade learning, funding of personal finance. And that was based on your conversation just a couple of days ago. Amazing. Well, I truly have been honored to, to get to see the hard work of our principals and teachers in middle school. And that sometimes called the forgotten middle cannot be forgotten by our federal government. So um, our work is not to go there and, and make friends. Our work is to go there and advocate for the funding to help us do our jobs and prepare students for gainful employment. Well, final thoughts. I think that we'll be visited by several ranking officials of the U.S. Department of Education in the next several months. The ASUGSV conference will be coming back. We have several school tours from around the country still coming in, and we're grateful for our teachers for opening their classroom doors and sharing their practice um, and showing our country what's possible in our public schools. What I'm excited about, though, is that all these conversations about we need to do something, our system needs change, our system needs reform, Every time we talk to people, they look at what we're doing in our classrooms, they say, you're actually doing it, and how can you help us? And now that we're talking with the U.S. Department of Ed and our own state superintendent, I mean, state uh, board president, Linda Darling-Hammond, we spoke to on Tuesday, she agrees, A through G needs to go, that standardized testing is not the end-all, be-all, that we need to stop paying attention to NAEP and PISA and these things that have caused standardized testing to deplete skills. All we heard about at the national summit was the skills gap. And my response was, as long as you're going to ask us to hold kids accountable to standardized tests, there's going to be a skills gap. You're testing for knowledge, not skills. And so it's time to do different. We have our teachers leading the way. And I'm, I'm so excited about 2020. It's, it's really going to be an exciting year. Well, Dr. Miyashiro, David, I thank you for, for joining me and sharing your comments about your recent travel to, to Washington, D.C. and the impact that you made there. It, I, I just wanted to end with a comment from um, Jenny Sapadara. She's the executive director of Global Philanthropy from J.P. Morgan Chase. And one of the things that she said in her opening comments at the conference was, the future of work is now. We can't wait 
to prepare students for an uncertain future. The future is now. Now is the time to prepare students. And you certainly, sir, are, are doing that in this district. So thank you for your leadership. Thank you for joining me today. And thank you for your comments around the work that's happening in Cajon Valley. Thank you, Ed. So for those of you listening in today, if you want to learn more about the Cajon Valley Union School District, please visit our website at cajonvalley.net. And if you want to learn more about the World of Work Initiative, please visit our website, worldofwork.net. Thank you. This podcast was recorded and edited by Brandon Sullivan. Our music was written and performed by Amanda King, Nick Matthews, and Brandon Sullivan. You can keep in touch with us by emailing us at podcast at cajonvalley.net. And we would also like to take this opportunity to thank all of the staff, teachers, students, and community partners of the Cajon Valley Union School District for their support of our mission and without whose efforts this podcast would not be possible. Thank you.